Hey, America. Start listening now. All right. Okay. The uh, press conference thing is going to start very, very soon. We need to go roll the music. And welcome to another very, very hurried episode of 12 Points from America, Eurovision Song Contest podcast from Liverpool, the home of the Eurovision Song Contest, where we just had the first semi-final, and we have our first 10 qualifiers, and also I'm Eric. I'm Derek. And I'm Samantha. All right. We got to get uh, get down to the nitty gritty here. Uh, we have our 10 qualifiers. Sam brought her laptop and I didn't, so I'm going to give the mic to her. Okay. Oh, well, okay. All right, here we are. Uh, so in order of announcement, we've got Croatia, Moldova, Switzerland, Finland, Czechia, Israel, Portugal, Sweden, Serbia, and Norway. So yeah. So that means in a 15-song semifinal, that was four from the top half and six from the bottom half, if that is something that makes sense and is important to you. Just going through the streaks of qualification and non-qualification. This is a huge deal for Croatia. It's their first qualification since 2017 with my friend. Uh, Moldova, it's their third consecutive qualifier. Uh, For Switzerland, this is continuing a streak that they started in 2019. This is Finland's third qualification in a row. Uh, Czech's uh, second qualification in a row and only their fifth final appearance ever. So welcome back to the finals for them. The Israeli delegation returns to the final after missing out last year. This is Portugal's third qualification on the trot. Uh, Sweden continues a qualification streak that's been unbroken since 2011. Serbia continues a qualification streak that started in 2017, as does Norway. So there is a little waterfall of factual information for you. Unfortunately, missing out, we lose Malta, Latvia, Ireland, Azerbaijan, and the Netherlands. All right. I'm going to pour one out quick for the Netherlands. I was I was hoping, I, I feel like they gave themselves a chance. The revamp it made it singable for them, and I think that the quality of that and the chemistry and all of that really did get better, but it just wasn't enough to save it. I'm still stunned that Malta didn't get through. It was never favored to, and that never made sense to me, as we talked about in our in our preview shows. Uh, somebody noted on a tweet response or an email, I don't remember what it was, but noted that it, the thought could be, and this goes back to Eat Your Salad from last year, that the, the funk sound is just not very popular in Europe or not very well liked. But, I mean, these are two songs that were just so much fun and really didn't stand a chance, it seems like. I mean, we talk about the funk sound not necessarily working, but could you argue that Sunstroke Project has that kind of vibe to it? And that's honestly worked beautifully in the past before. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. I, I don't know. It's weird. Being, being in the two spots certainly doesn't help. Uh, which which they were. Who's in the two spot tomorrow? Is it's or for semi two? Is it Armenia? Oh, she's gonna be fine. Uh, Sam, it looks like you have something to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes to, I mean, pouring ones out, uh, definitely Malta. Uh, also meaning they're missing out for their second year in a row. But for me, the biggest, you know, personal pour out is Latvia. They continue their NQ streak. They haven't qualified since 2016, since Justs. And I thought that Sudden Lights were absolutely exceptional tonight, as they frankly have been through every single one of the run-throughs that we've been lucky enough to see. They've been consistent, they've been hard-hitting, but it's just, it just wasn't their night, unfortunately. 
Uh, also, just more statistics. Ireland continue their NQ streak. They haven't made it through to the final since 2018. Azerbaijan, this is their second NQ ever, breaking a streak that they started in 2019. Uh, and the Netherlands end a qualification streak that started back in 2016. So that's that's sad. Derek, do you have any uh, any thoughts on the NQs tonight? I mean, this is an absolutely brutal semifinal. I don't think there was anything some of these could have done to really overtake some of the higher level songs i think they just they're just in an awful position where they're fighting for i think danny said there's 12 qualifiers in 10 positions so it was like musical chairs it's just whoever got there and a couple of them were really struggling um, against those odds i think if they accidentally switched them around with the second semi they would have been through easily i think malta could have definitely gotten there they overtook the netherlands for 11th in the betting odds at one point and I thought, oh, maybe, you know, if one of these top 10 kind of stumble a bit, Malta could sneak in there, but unfortunately not. One positive that I did notice uh, in the list of results is the fact that this is a fantastic result for continued linguistic diversity here at the contest. Looking at what's gone through, uh, Serbia was a bilingual entry, Portugal in Portuguese, Croatia in Croatian. Israel had a little bit of his, of uh, Hebrew sprinkled in there, not ton, but Moldova was entirely in Romanian. And the Czech Republic was quadrilingual with English, Ukrainian, Czech, and Bulgarian. And Finland entirely in Finnish. This is a fantastic result. And it looks like the only songs that got knocked out were in English with a couple of words sprinkled in Latvian. You know, as a linguistics buff and nerd, this makes me very, very happy to see. And sort of continues this trend where we're seeing native language songs doing exceptionally well. It's great. It's it, You'd think the rule was back. That's not really how that works. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, so fun thing to predict at this point in the process, we, all we know is who qualified. We don't know who barely squeaked in, who stormed the vote, Finland and anything in between. So, so here's, here's my question. Who, who do you think was 10th? If you had to guess. I'm going to have to go with Serbia. It felt a little touch and go there for a while. And maybe that's just in the bubble here, but I was sort of getting the sense that people were a bit weirded out by this one as compared to Constructor last year. Yeah, it was it was my first time seeing it with like the the overlay that you get on TV because the last couple of times I'd been in the arena and just watching him perform. And yeah, I just thought this is this is weird. So I yeah, I think it might be that I I think Switzerland would be my other guess for a possible 10th place. Sam, what do you think? Yeah, honestly, you are taking the words out of my mouth. I would have said Serbia as well. Uh, again, you know, the three of us have talked about the song before and the fact that we do enjoy it. We do like it, whether it's just the audio or the audio visual package. But it's it's a little bit tough to wrap your arms around sometimes. Uh, I'm happy to see it go through. Um, because Switzerland, I think, was probably one of the big tests about whether a quote unquote jury friendly song would have gone through in a fully public vote semifinal. So I think when the results come out, I'm really interested to kind of pick those apart and play with the Statmotron a little bit or have Eric play with the Statmotron on our behalves. And one thing that kind of surprised me, too, about Serbia is admittedly it's a, obviously inspired by kind of a nerdy aesthetic. Like he, he admitted it was he was sitting around playing video games and watching anime and he came up with the song. And there's, you could see a lot of those influences in there. And I'm wondering if that weirds the weeb culture, as it were, kind of weirds some people out. I hope that word never becomes a, a slur like uh, some others have. Weeb. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll throw one, one other possible 10th placer, just maybe a hunch. I'll say Norway. 
Just because, and, and I know it, it was the last one picked. That does not mean it was the last, uh, it, that it was in 10th place. But she struggled tonight. It, it, uh, that, that big whistle note, she missed it. And we've talked about that. When you have that big note, you've got to hit it. And and she didn't. And And I've got to think, I mean, I remember thinking, like, she's she's probably still fine people love the song but she might be in trouble so so i think that 10th place uh, could could be could be her as well so we've all talked about malta is that who we think is in 11th and if so how close do we think it was? Yeah, that would have probably been my wager for 11th. I mean, looking at the press poll that uh, ESC Insight and Bet Eurovision and ESC Extra and, and um, the Eurotrip podcast together have put out, Malta went over very, very positively in the sort of public sphere, of, at least for the people who were there for these in-house second rehearsal. I, I want to call it the jury final, and technically, I technically still could. But so, I mean, it went over beautifully in the hall. It's a lot of fun. It's a great package, incredibly catchy. I, I, I think it probably would have been Malta at a pretty close clip on the heels of whatever was in tenth. Kind of hard to deny how good Malta looked. Really, I mean, they, they really brought it. Huge production values, a lot of set pieces, really bright and colorful. I think they really got the audience on board. I think they really suffered coming second in the running order with so many huge songs following up afterwards. And then, of course, again, there being only 10 spaces they can get. I think Malta was probably close behind whoever was 10th. I I bet it's going to be a few points different, kind of like what we saw in Israel in 2019. But, I mean, 100% televote might might change that a little bit. I don't know. I'm going to be really curious to see, and this is going to be the case for uh, the semifinal two also, if there will be a plausible statement about the rest of the world vote making a difference. That like, you know, so-and-so qualified because the rest of the world gave 10 points to this thing that was in ninth or 10th and no points to the thing that ended up 11th, something something like that. That discourse is going to be great. will be interesting to see if there's any other further breakdown within the, the rest of the world vote in terms of countries and things like that. I don't know how much of that they're going to be super likely to want to give away, but uh, I don't know. I want to see it. If you're willing to guess, I'm curious to know who you think may have come in last tonight. And if you'd rather not do that, or if you'd rather do two things, uh, let me know what what else really surprised you tonight. I'll go. Nope, I'll give it to Sam. Uh, yeah, I hate to to beat on people, especially when they're down. Um, but I was disappointed that Ireland couldn't get things together. I know that they they put a lot of effort into it. Uh, you know, pyrotechnics were fantastic. Uh, and honestly, I give anybody who's willing to get into a Golden Man cat suit a lot of credit. Kind of want one myself now, honestly, just to laze around the house and lamay and have a peeled grape or something like that. It just, you know, it seems like surprisingly comfy. Anyway, um, honestly, the vocals weren't as strong as I was really hoping that they would be for a song as epic and anthemic as, as we are one would be. And there were times that he just didn't look comfortable up there. Maybe... You know, in that cat suit, wedgie issues. I don't know. I, I I hate to say. I hate to say. Yeah, I. You know, when when you're here and you're around the artists, you you start to feel more sympathetic to the ones that you, even the ones that you don't like, and you find yourself rooting for them, even if only a bit. And Ireland is a is a good example of that. I also I will also note, uh, one of our colleagues pointed out, it looked like. Uh, whichever of the Azerbaijan kids is the bass player, his like guitar strap 
broke or came off in the middle of the performance and had to try to naturally hold it throughout the uh throughout the whole thing and that that is a tall task i can uh i can tell you as a guitar player it is not very comfortable to try to naturally play while having to also hold the instrument from the bottom like that so uh, props to them for that Uh, i did briefly get to interview them last night they were very very nice and it's just a bummer that uh that they all have to go i suppose i think one of those two was maybe in the uh in that last space spot on a more positive on this on the surprising side of things i want to give props to czechia which has gotten better with every performance and the seeing those visuals is just it's so striking and this it was the same thing last year with we are domi they they don't budget for big pyrotechnics their their whole thing is just making the most of the space they're given with the lights and video and they're so good at it they're just phenomenal and and the uh the the signals in the in the back that like the the hands sort of banging on the screen to get out along with the beat uh liz noted that at one point one of the hands is doing the i need help hand signal which is which is it's it's subtle but it's powerful Uh, and and i yeah they are incredible i i really hope this is not another very czech republic style finish for them but i fear that it could be uh but we'll we'll find out i also just want to shout out rebecca ferguson and alio is it alyosha uh, yeah, cover uh, a bilingual cover of Duran Duran's "Ordinary World." One of my fa- instantly one of my favorite interval act performances of all time. It is just so heart wrenching and so beautiful. The way the visuals are are set up and the performers move around and things like that. It is just the most stunning thing. And if you if you just watch the acts for some reason and you didn't check it out, please please check it out. It's so good. It's so emotionally impactful and if I'm being totally honest, was probably my favorite part of the night. I think if we're talking about last place, I mean, I'm just going to echo the, the the Ireland thing only because it really kind of seemed to fall apart compared to some of the others. Even the other non-qualifiers I felt were really tight, looked pretty good. One of their better performances since we've seen them rehearse and Ireland just kind of seemed like they didn't really know what they were doing or they just didn't seem like they were confident and i and i feel like that reflects a lot of just the general delegation at the moment and i i don't like making this suggestion if we're going to start doing this but i'm starting to think that they might want to start outsourcing some of the what they do maybe look for some songwriters from another country or staging directors from other places i i think it might do them some good honestly so you want them to get the swedes is what you're saying (sighs) i mean there's a really good austrian director but in terms of surprises, I think I was sort of following the betting odds, thinking that and my assumption was looking at the betting odds, the betting odds were based on popular opinion of the public on history, which had a jury. And I thought this is going to all go topsy turvy because they're assuming there's a jury that's going to save some of these and there is no jury. But it was exactly what they predicted. So the most surprising thing of the night was that everything went as expected. <laughs> Has that ever happened? I, I think... One of the biggest enjoyable moments tonight was just watching our three hosts, especially Yulia and especially, especially, especially Hannah Waddingham be brilliant tonight. Legend. Legend. Like Hannah has immediately, and I knew this was going to happen as soon as they announced that Hannah Waddingham was going to be one of the hosts, that she has immediately and 
unmistakably placed herself among that pantheon of brilliant with gravitas and yet still slightly unhinged female hosts of the past with Filomena Cautela, who I loved seeing as part of the package today, uh, and Anka Engelke, and of course, Pietro Mieda. Uh, so I I feel like watching them during the rehearsals, they seemed, they were having a lot of fun. They seemed very natural with each other, you know, professional, but still, you know, loose and comfortable. Hannah in front of that live audience tonight was a joy to watch. I, I, I'm, Hannah, will you officiate my wedding? This is hat. No, it's me. <laughs> Sam, do you think that, that when looking at host groups to to put together, do you think we've gotten to a point where the folks in charge of that are asking themselves who's going to be our Petra or who's going to be our Philomena? Like we need that role because it, it it keeps coming up and it it's kind of become an essential part of the package. I think. I mean, I think with a program that is coming from an English language based broadcaster, it makes a bit of a difference in just the fact that you don't have to have that factor of a who who out of our potential hosts that could maybe work with the broadcaster and the network that we're that we're putting the show on with, you know, who speaks good English, who'd be able to have this gravitas, who has the experience of doing something like this. With a broadcaster like the BBC or when the time comes RTE or the Maltese broadcaster or any other broadcaster where English language is a main focus, that's not a factor you have to think about. That being said, this is now an archetype within the hosting pantheon that has a proven track record. When they picked Hannah, I don't think they were necessarily thinking, who's going to be our, our Philomena? Maybe they should. Maybe you're maybe you're right, because it's working, and I love her. Her and her hair, her air guitar and her rock scream, and just give her all the things. Just give her all the things. Just complete filth. Uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're right. It, there is kind of that archetype now of like, I mean, this. I don't mean any disrespect to anybody else, but the fun one. You know, I, all right. I think I think we are starting to hear the magical sounds of a different press conference. So we probably need to wrap this bad boy up. But be sure to check us out on the socials. Sam, hit him with the. the I did it last time. Here you go. You can find us on basically all of the normal social media outlets at 12PointsUSA. You can email us directly at 12PointsOfAmerica at gmail.com. Um, and we would just love to hear from you. If you'd like to support our podcast, uh, you can either buy some of our merchandise over at our Redbubble store, or you can support us with a monthly uh, subscription to our Patreon. Uh, our normal content isn't going anywhere, but Patreon subscribers do have access to exclusive content, and it's just another way to get in touch with us. Uh, whether you subscribe or not, we are so, so grateful that you are with us on this crazy journey. Oh my gosh, guys, we got through the first show. We survived. We sure did, Sam. I <laughs> I agree. No, this this is great. This sh- this year is so good. This year is so good. Liverpool has been great. The shows have been great. There there's so much care being put in. This is again not a dig at Turin or, or anybody else, but it's just it really has been a wonderful experience. But I think for now we got to wrap it up. It's getting a little bit late here. We're going to uh, get up in the morning and do it all again with 16 more songs. And maybe we will finally, finally find out who Edgar is. Derek, what do you think? Uh, Edgar Wright. Ooh, that'd be good. Cornetto trilogy, Eurovision style. Get us some Simon Pegg and Nick Frost in here. All right, that's about enough silliness for one night, I guess. But we'll be back. I think we'll do some more. We'll give some more impressions tomorrow. And until then, I've been Eric. I've been Derek. And I've been Samantha. And America. Stop listening now. Stop listening now.